0: Uh, Hello
1: and oh no, Go I ahead.
0: thought that I hosted this podcast.
1: <laughs> it's never been true.
0: It's never been true.
1: Never leave the cave without it.
0: I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make me a mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo.
1: Hello, and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier place for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, and I'm Em, and that's Autumn. Hi! The Batman is in theaters now. I'm I'm not going to a theater. Is it real? I thought it was next week. Oh my god. No, it's in theaters now. I have friends who've seen it. Uh, um, I've been spoiled on it, because uh, Twitter can't fucking handle anything in the uh, world.
0: Here's the actual thing uh, that's going to stop me from seeing... Uh, This movie there is a movie theater that I can walk to from my home and uh, it's an art house theater so it's not showing the Batman Uh, and the movie theater I would have to go to see the Batman uh, is two miles away so I'm not walking.
1: (laughs) I don't know what it says about me that the only movie I could conceivably see myself going to a theater for because I'm very opposed to it is uh, if they end up showing that fucking Dragon Ball Super movie around here I'm going to have a hard time saying no.
0: They're um, they're doing a bunch of David Lynch movies at the Art House Theater near near us, and um, I am trying to restrain myself by remembering that this is like the second or third time they've shown Mulholland Drive in they like will always six be months. Showing David Lynch. Yes, yes. <laughs> there will be time when I've you know I I've gotten my second booster in May, and, and maybe people are wearing masks. I don't know. I whatever
1: (laughs) it's bad out there it's bad out there yeah
0: yeah um i will
1: just wait for batman to hit hbo or a clean like rip or something whatever yep um it's just this is the first one like bond happened and i was like oh i like bond but i don't care i don't give a shit
0: um this is the first one like damn this one sucks i'm mad about it yeah i god i wish warner brothers was still just putting the movies on hbo yes fucking sucks i would if if they were doing the thing that disney was doing where it's on the streaming service and you have to pay like x number of dollars i would still probably do that you know i would pay them extra for the batman
1: yeah absolutely Uh, it's fucking batman i want to watch batman yeah um i'm just i'm just morally opposed to going to a theater like it's a safety issue but also just like come on
0: come on of all, of all the things that you could do, like this is the number one most gonna spread COVID to people thing,
1: <laughs> you yeah. know. It's like it's like key parties and going to a movie theater.
0: Yep. Um. Ah, sucks.
1: Man, I didn't even get a reaction off that one. That sucks, man. I'm, it's Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I have not read any Batman comics, nothing.
0: No, Abs- nothing. I've been doing other things. I'm in, I'm... I'm in
1: anime and manga town. I have no time for Batman.
0: I've been in movie town with a little bit of anime. Um, I The only, even like tangentially Batman thing, is, is that I've been, watched the first couple episodes of Standalone Complex, and the only way I can tie that in um, is... Uh, the first episode has the Major as Batman just running around on rooftops, patrolling, looking for common criminals, which is yes. absolutely insane.
1: <laughs> I always think it's weird when characters who aren't Batman patrol. Yes. Um, it's a thing I associate so... Like, when I was watching Buffy, I'm like, what? Buffy just patrols like Batman. Like, what are you... Why? What are you doing?
0: I can I can understand why she does it a little bit, because she's like, oh, I'm looking out for vampires. I cannot possibly conceive why like black ops super special agent i mean i can i can conceive
1: of why the cops hang around and look for trouble (laughs) i definitely can conceive of why they would do that they do that all the time usually it's like the fucking normal like street level pigs not the the black ops super soldiers (laughs) but you know she's bored it's not like she doesn't have three girlfriends at home. She's ignoring for this. <laughs> she loves guns more than she loves anyone.
0: I um the next episode of Standalone Complex I have to watch. The three girlfriends are in um the thumbnail, and I'm I'm like I gotta watch this. I gotta know about the three girlfriends that she's ignoring. <laughs> it's great.
1: It's a, the major is such. She's maybe the Standalone Complex major is maybe the single most miserable character in fiction to me. <laughs> and I mean that in like a very pot like a positive. I think it's good that the show's about this. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's just like every sad fucking cop, but she has the problem of she's really good at it and doesn't know how to do anything else. (laughs) Cause normally get like, you watch the wire and it's about sad cops and they're kind of fuck ups and like, she doesn't have Mm -hmm. any problems like that. She does not have a personal life to fuck up. She doesn't have like a pathology to have guilt. She's just good at her fucking job.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) She runs around and points guns in people's faces and says things yes. like if you want society to change fuck you or die.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it's grim. It's I love it. It's grim though. <laughs> uh do you want to just get into our episode, then?
0: Yeah, this episode rules. <laughs>
1: All right, our episode this week is Perchance to Dream, uh, the 30th episode of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, teleplay is by Joe R. Lansdale. Story uh, by Lauren Bright and Michael Reeves, directed by Boyd Kirkland. Animation, of course, by Dong Yang Animation Co. Limited. Uh, really not doing the best work in this episode, I feel like. There's
0: the car weird chase at the start is pretty good, but uh, other than yeah. that.
1: There's some bad faces happening yeah. in this episode. Anyway, this episode came out October 19th, 1992. Would you like to briefly tell people what happens in this episode?
0: We open on a car chase. Batman pursues some criminals. Uh, he goes, he follows them into a warehouse, and he's briefly blinded. He wakes up moments later as Bruce Wayne in, um, Wayne Manor. Um, Alfred's like, uh, he he says something to Alfred about being Batman. And Alfred's like, who the fuck's Batman? Um, and He like goes downstairs and his parents are there and you know we're in the reality where um, Bruce's parents never died and he's engaged to Selina Kyle and uh, he's not Batman. Batman is some other guy that's just running around doing good in Gotham City and uh, this is clearly a dream. But um, Bruce starts to maybe accept it a little bit, but he's pushing back on it. Um, He goes to see a doctor, um, uh, who's like, you just have to accept that, like, you know, um, you're a rich asshole and you wish you were Batman, but you're not Batman. <laughs> um, so he tries to accept it, but then he goes and he reads the newspaper and it's full of, like, gobbledygook and he reads all the books and they're full of, like, gibberish and he can't read them. Uh, and this is where I thought this was going to be a mixes Pitlick, uh, storyline, but anyway, um... He realizes he must be dreaming, so he tracks, he, like, runs away from home, and he does Batman shit in his normal Bruce Wayne getup, and he tracks down Batman, and he, like, um, uh, has a talk with Batman and unmasks him, and under there is the Mad Hatter who explains, like... I put you in this, like, perfect dream world so that you would stop fucking bothering me. (laughs) And Bruce subsequently knocks his lights out and uh, wakes up from the dream and knocks the real Mad Hatter's lights out. And um, that's about the long and the short of it. This episode's really fucking good, but, like, the plot is incident, is is just uh, delivery for all the, like, good texture of Batman questioning himself, you know? (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, that's the thing that really works here. Like, one, it's like a weird like Vertigo riff. Yeah, like Vertigo I didn't and, like, think Metropolis. about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's just a lot of like classic noir. Like, this is an extremely yes. classic noir episode. Yes. Um, it's also like a good riff on for the man who has everything, which is a classic Superman story. Mm-hmm. Um, without the like framing device of that, which I think is like the worst part of for the man who has everything. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I recently yeah, uh like last year I reread The Man Who Has Everything, and I think I just uh-huh. skipped any pages where it had the framing device. I was like, I don't care about this yes. part.
1: <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it when we cover Superman, because they, they they adapt that. Oh, um,
0: do they? Cool. Okay. Yes.
1: Uh, of course they do. Classic Superman story. But, yeah. um, uh the thing I like about this episode is just the the vision, the like Bruce Wayne's like created vision of what he would be like if he wasn't batman and it's so it's like he's he kind of sucks mm. <laughs> like his vision of himself is like bad yeah <laughs> he's like he's like he's like kind of mean to alfred he's engaged to like a vapid version of selena kyle who doesn't matter um but he's the kind of person who like alfred would not be surprised if he was like stepping out on her with some yeah. other lady yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's it's so funny because um, even in like Bruce's perfect dream world, he's just fundamentally such a like such a miserable person that like the the version of him that's happy is just a shitty guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he's, he's CEO of Wayne Enterprises. He's seemingly very good at it, but yeah, he still lives with his parents in their house. Yes. <laughs> Which is a very Bruce Wayne way of thinking about being a, an adult. If you have parents,
0: <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That he's like, well, yeah, of course, I would still live in Wayne Manor.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um.
1: Yeah. Um. It's it's so. And then like the version of Batman is like, like monolithic. Like the yes. Bat, the Batman he dreams up is like way more serious. He's like swings past the windows in the like bright of day. Uh, which is mm. fucking weird and disorienting. Yes. And everyone points and goes, "Oh, it's the Batman!" Like everyone has seen the Batman. It's like, "Oh, it's the Batman!" And then mm. he solves a crime in broad daylight and then flies away. And everyone's like, "Damn, the Batman!" Yeah, it's weird. It's just got an energy to it. Uh, yeah, that is is uh like that version of Batman is like so inhuman. Uh-huh. Um, and it's interesting to see how neither version seems like that good. But also, this is the 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 story is not pitched as like bruce wayne can't conceive of a happy life this is his vision of a happy life
0: yes yes where
1: batman where batman is inhuman and in in ways he cannot be and he gets to be kind of a fuck up in ways that he cannot be
0: right right um the, the the line he says is like you know all the years of discipline and training were for nothing and it's just like like the version of him that is, like, happiest is, like, I can just let go of, like, being trained by Ra's al Ghul a little bit. Yes, yes. Um. The, um,
1: the other thing I really like about this is his reaction when he realizes that it's a dream is mostly to be mad at himself, which yes. I think is, like, just the most telling reaction to this. Where it's like, I can't believe... I was willing to accept this happiness. It's totally fake. I knew that the world doesn't work this way. I shouldn't have believed in it. I, I I know myself better than this. The world sucks, and I should have held on to my belief that the world sucks. and the happiness is a thing that I fight for other people to have, not something I have.
0: <laughs> well, and also, it's it's so good that um, like, even when he is like fully... The the moment where he figures it out is also like is like two seconds after the moment where he just kind of surrenders to the dream and he's like you know what this is life this is great and then like two yes. seconds later he figures it out and the way that he figures it out is that like you know I you can't read in a dream because that's all from your right brain and uh, and, and dreams are from the left brain and it's so funny and depressing that like even when he has fully surrendered from being Bruce Wayne or from being Batman, he's still Batman. He's still just like has that in him and he cannot like help, but overanalyze every situation and figure out like, you know, is this a secret, like evil plot?
1: (laughs) So here's the thing. I watched this as a, uh, this is a bit of a diversion. I watched this as a kid and I was always furious about this. Um, because this this episode floats the idea that you can't read in your dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been like that's not true I read in my dreams all the time so I was like I'm going to do research for this episode apparently most people cannot read in their dreams I have never had a problem with this seemingly multiple like if you lucid dream a lot usually this is not a problem you can just do this I don't huh. lucid dream but some people just can just do this and not lose it the way this the reason this happens is when you're sleeping parts of your brain are still working obviously but some are going to like a low state mode and the two two that do are Broca's area and Vernica's area which are like language processing and uh, like the way you associate words and like alphabets with meaning both go into low states so it's hard for the brain to like access any of that information
0: Mm -hmm. huh
1: um but i've 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 read i read my dreams quite frequently so and you know there's also apparently a lot for a lot of people this expresses where like they never actually talk in their dreams they're always like you will say stuff but it's almost like you're like telepathically broadcasting it Hmm. um I wonder if just talking to a microphone is my job for ten years has broken my brain fundamentally because <laughs> I feel like
0: I talk all the time in my dreams. Um, when I was younger, one of the uh, like, an episode of Buffy that was like so upsetting I had to like put the show down for a week is the episode where uh-huh. um, like somebody convinces her that like she's not a Slayer that she's just in like a mental asylum and she's just been having like hallucinations of being, you know, a vampire slayer. And, uh-huh. like, I am a person who does not dream very often. And so that was, like, one of the first... Like, this is a classic plot that shows up at everything. You're like, oh, what if it was all just a dream? Yeah. Um. But the, the specific Buffy iteration was just, like, terrifying to me as a person who does not often have dreams of, like, oh, shit, like, you know, what if just like what if this is going on with me what if whatever anyway yeah. um and so i have to say having having a dead parent i've absolutely
1: had oh my parent is not actually dead and is in fact back and fine dreams all the
0: time mm-hmm. uh, apparently this is very common uh, and that is just like especially in buffy but anytime this show trope shows up in any show it's like gets a little like upsetting for me sometimes and mm. in some ways it's very this episode being like even in his wildest fantasies batman is still batman <laughs> is like a little comforting to me of like oh okay <laughs> he's still this guy even when like the the wool is being pulled over his eyes and which was very nice for me <laughs>
1: yes um Um, yeah it's interesting because like on some level it's kind of the like eye roll like batman could will himself out of a perfect dream world thing Mm -hmm. but i do like the i like you know whatever i understand that it's specifically to me the part where he does like say no i'm gonna just do this and then they won't let him like there's just enough pushback that he he, it's it's the moment that he realizes that like i can't buy in like yes because i uh but he he was willing to, and that's the thing that matters. Like that's the, that's the weakness that I think is like monumental and good. Yeah, makes this episode work.
0: Um, this I did also uh, just jokingly think to myself, this just confirms what I knew, which is that Batman could simply walk the ring to Mordor.
1: <laughs> I don't actually think that Batman could walk the ring to Mordor. I uh, I do think Superman could. I would stay on this hill and die um but
0: um
1: no i don't think batman could
0: uh you might be right but this felt validated i think the ring
1: wouldn't work on on superman i think it'd be a tom bombadil thing where he's like this has no power over
0: me yeah (laughs) um yeah i am inclined to agree to agree with you on that um anyway uh (laughs) there is the okay
1: If this is the part that, where this episode, it's like, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care about this part, but if you're the Mad Hatter, you concoct a device to strap Batman into where you get, it reads his thoughts and like subdues him entirely, but you didn't like put an output on it so you could see who Batman
0: is. You didn't take Batman's mask off when you had him (laughs) knocked out.
1: (laughs) I like, I get why the Joker doesn't do it. Like that makes total sense to me. He's a freak. Yeah, You're, the Mad Hatter's just a guy. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be like, he's gonna take off his mask and be like, "It's my boss's boss's boss who got me fired."
0: That <laughs> shithead. <laughs> um, God, the other, the other thing about Mad Hatter showing up is that like, when it first happens, when Batman is like running past a bank sign and it's all like, yeah. um, jumbled up, and I was yeah. like. Oh, is this gonna be like a fifth dimension Mixes Pitlick thing? Um, no, I don't
1: I don't actually know if we get Batmite in I mean we don't in this show, I think, period. But I don't know if the this like the, you know, Diniverse stuff does Batmite. They do yeah. Mr. MixelPlick. He's in Superman the Animated series, but I don't know if they ever do Batmite.
0: That's what and that's what I was thinking about. I was like I was like, I think I've seen the episode where they introduce him in Superman, so surely he's yeah. not showing up here. And so then I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, fun. I don't know what this is going to be. And when they unmask him, it's the Mad Hatter. I was just like, fuck you. Fuck this show. Fuck. <laughs> um, I hate this guy. Uh, <laughs> um, uh,
1: well, I don't know what to say. It. Sorry. He does suck. I mean, he is, like... It's weird because like this I feel like this episode gives him more ability than he's ever shown before or since like, yeah he he's just subdued Batman it didn't work but like he had this huge device that like oh now Gordon's guys are gonna like pick apart now Gordon's guys have a dream generator uh, apparently D- Bullock's just gonna spend his weeks off in the dream uh, generators <laughs> hanging out uh, once they figure this thing
0: out this is um. gonna end up being a plot in standalone complex <laughs> <laughs> um
1: Very silly. The idea that, like, oh, yeah, this is for the boys to look over. Get the dream device.
0: (laughs) Also, I I really love, um, you know, uh, Gordon just, like, trying to have a casual conversation with Batman. And Batman just walking away the saddest he's ever been. (laughs) Just, I want the scene to go on, like, three seconds longer and Gordon to turn to Bullock and be like, what's his problem?
1: Yeah. I um, you know, I don't know. I feel like on some level he's like probably very like, yeah, that's right. The world is the way I thought it was. I am correct and good. Mm-hmm. Storming off. Yeah, I, I feel that. That's that. That's. I see myself in this world view <laughs> of, of Batman.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know if I have much else about this episode. I had a really good time with it. Um, yeah, it's really good. But uh. <clears throat> Um I guess where that's can people fine. find you online? <laughs> yeah,
1: you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. You can support all of my podcasts at normalmapping.com dot com. Uh you should listen to them. Uh they're good. Uh listen to reptile Screenings. Listen to your Uncle's Beach House. I feel like I never plugged that one. We just have people come through, uh, they're patrons for now, but that's about to change next year. Um, and give us things to watch, usually anime, but um we just do like a random assortment of stuff that's very like since we don't pick it, it's very, like, outside our taste, and it's often a weird adventure. If you just want a romp through a bunch of really good shows and books, uh, manga. And when I say books, I mean manga, because everyone's a <laughs> weeb here. Um, that's a good one. Uh,
0: you can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find all my podcasts at that, uh, That's the Patreon page, and we have links to all the free feeds. Or you can just give us a dollar a month. Get this podcast early. Get, uh, five dollars a month. Give us give five...
1: Export Audio five dollars a month.
0: It As we record this, it is March 4th. Um, the day it goes up is March 7th, which is also supposed to be the day... <laughs> that I'm so we, excited. I'm hype. ...that we release an episode about adam sandler's 2015 movie pixels
1: has that been recorded yet
0: <laughs> no we were gonna record yesterday and then we realized we both have sunday off so we're like ah we'll do sunday so okay um yeah it's too late to send us emails about pixels if you're listening to this but um it is you can give us five dollars and we'll i'm not li- sending you an email about pixels you're just gonna <laughs> have to fucking deal with that yourself <laughs> I have no right to complain. I chose this.
1: You chose this, yeah.
0: (laughs) And yet, I'm complaining.
1: Anyway, yes, this podcast is available every Monday. Uh, Episodes come out a week early for the Export Audio $1 patrons. You should give five, I think. I do. Um, But, you know, you could. Um, And then the week after, it'll be available for free. Um, If you like this show, tell your friends. I know this is not like... The most incisive, hard criticism podcast in the world, but I enjoy it. I think people who like yep. us will enjoy it. Um If you don't know who we are, don't listen to our other podcasts. I don't know how you found this one and what you're doing here, but thank you and God bless.
0: <laughs> um Yeah, I <laughs> we do other, like, quote-unquote better podcasts, I think, but I love mm-hmm. doing this one, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh,
1: I really, now that we've moved it to Friday, it's my most like, I'm done. I, the week's over. I come home and I talk to you and it's nice for a half hour and then I go fucking get dinner and it's great. Like, it's, this is my weekend.
0: We're (laughs) chilling.
1: We're chilling. Uh, we'll be back next time. Oh, uh, next time, uh, our episode is going to be the Cape and Cowl Conspiracy, which I remember being an episode with a great idea that's executed really poorly. So we'll see how I feel about it
0: revisiting it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we'll see. We will see. (laughs) Um, Until next time, Batman. Batman.